In a world filled with spyware, ransomware, fish, and more, we need you to be the hero. In this podcast, information protection and security is bringing new ways to fight back against the dangerous actors looking to do digital and physical harm. We'll give you everything you need to know on a different topic of risk every month. Coming to you from IPS with love. Welcome. We're here today with Casey Martin, Senior Communications Specialist with the Information Protection and Security Communications team. And before joining HCA, Casey was with AgeWell Middle Tennessee, formerly known as the Council on Aging. So Casey, welcome. You have a a professional experience on this topic of protecting older adults. And I know you also have personal experience. Can you talk a little bit about that? So um, professional obviously is with AgeWell Middle Tennessee and did a lot of community education with older adults and their caregivers and families also professionals um, about scams and uh, scams that mm-hmm. cer- certainly are related to um, aging mm-hmm. Americans. But then also I have two fabulous parents who are in their late seventies and kind of struggling sometimes with um, new technology and what that means and how do they navigate all of that? So. Well, and not to generalize, but when yeah. we think about generations, I think we think of the younger generations as the ones that are always on their screens, desktop, phone, and we think, well, the right. older generations don't use it as much. So how, why are they targeted then? Right. So a lot of it, Lisa, comes down to really they are not as familiar with technology. Mm-hmm. However, there are other reasons that older mm-hmm. adults are are targets for these kinds of criminal activity as well. Um, yes, they aren't as familiar with technology. So where you or I or some of our other colleagues mm-hmm. might be able to look at an email and say something doesn't look quite right or they get a text and say, I'm not clicking on that <laughs> link. I know that that doesn't look quite quite up to par. An older adult may not be as familiar with technology, with what an email looks like um, that is a little bit unusual and really don't really know exactly or they're not as familiar with what makes that email maybe something that would be a scam, right? So Mm -hmm. it's kind of those identifiers. Um, Also, I think what makes older adults are um, more of a target is that there's money to be had. Um, Mm -hmm. Criminals know that these older adults have generally worked their entire lives. They may have a nest egg. They may have retirement funds that are coming in. Um, They may be just getting a social security check every month, but generally the criminals know when the social security checks are mailed and uh, sometimes when they can can arrive. So it makes that also, just knowing that there's money to be had, um, also older adults may have other assets um, that make them a target for that as well. I think older adults sometimes can live by themselves. Um, They sometimes can be more isolated. And if you're an older adult and you're living by yourself and maybe not talking to family every day, you may not get a lot of phone calls from other friends every day. That voice at the end of the phone is a friendly voice. 
even though they're up to no good. Um, <laughs> so it's it's something too to really target. Um, I really consider, I think, um, a, another reason that older adults really are specifically targeted. Mm. They're also much le less likely to report the crime. Um, generally, I think the statistic is one out of 23 crimes against older adults are actually reported. Um, I think the others are just discovered um, as mm. things go along. So an older adult isn't necessarily going to report that criminal behavior. Generally, they're a little bit more polite. Um, they're not going to just hang up on the criminal either if they, they think it's a scam phone call. So those are just a few reasons. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, those, those really yeah. do speak to um, what you say. I love that, that they're less willing to just hang up yeah. or maybe not reply. They feel like they need That's to right. be polite and close the loop. And sure. um, as we know, Criminals can be so persistent and they're yeah. going to just keep that conversation going through. And very through savvy, anything. right? Yes. Just to keep that. And the longer, of course, you're on the phone with that potential scammer, um, mm -hmm. the, the more of a chance and a, I guess a greater risk you're taking um, by developing relationship. And that person then can build trust with the victim. And oh. it just kind of builds from there. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Well, um, so what can uh, a, um, a, a daughter or a son or even just a friend mm -hmm. of an older adult, what are some things they can do to help protect them from falling for these scams? So I think uh, I'm, uh, we're all about communications in our communications team, um, but I certainly think communication and connection is a huge factor in protection. So if, you know, there are obviously folks watching this who have older adult parents or even grandparents that they have oversight that they can talk to and reach out to, that's really, really important for that older adult to stay connected. Um, one of the things that we shared a lot was it's really great to make sure that the older adults, for a lot of different reasons, are connected to other their peer group, um, it, whether that's through a senior center, community center, a place of worship, and you know, a, a, a book club, anything to kind of help keep them connected. Um, and when I was doing education um, a few, couple of years ago on this topic, one of the things I shared with older adults is tell somebody. Mm -hmm. So as you know, if, if we're in that place of having older adult parents, for example, talk with them. Um, hard mm -hmm. conversations, I think with older adults are usually, and there are hard conversations as our parents age and grandparents age. And um, sometimes those are never easy, but I think you start small. So start with a little conversation along the way. Start with a little, hey, did you happen to read whatever might have been in the newspaper or on, did you see that television, you know, that news report? Those are the kinds of small conversations that hopefully can help you build as someone who loves an older adult in your world. Those can kind of help you build those conversations to say, has that happened to you, mom, for example, or grandma? Um, how do you feel about that? What happened? Mm. Did you, has your friend experienced that? So I think it's important for those um, to make sure that those older adults are staying connected and that they're sharing that information. Um, one of the things I think that criminals do as part of their MO, right, is to make us all feel embarrassed, ashamed, mm -hmm. guilty about falling for a scam. And I can't tell you when I've gone out to do community education, um, one of the things older adults have said was, oh, honey, I, I should have known. Mm -hmm. And I thought, 
oh, but you shouldn't have. That's, you know, that's not on you to, to know that and don't feel bad that you didn't know it um, because the criminals can be very um, savvy. They're, this is what they do. They're very good at it, unfortunately. <laughs> um, and they are very eager to, you know, kind of um, separate us from our money um, and other resources too. Right. So, well, um, and a lot of, I mean, that advice you gave about awareness and knowing what's going on, obviously is applicable right. to any anyone of any age. Right. Right. Absolutely. But especially for older adults. Um, can you, you tell me a little bit about some examples of specific type of scams that they sure are that is targeting them? Right. So um, I think anything related to Medicare um, mm -hmm. is, you know, several years ago, Medicare cards were um, reissued without Social Security numbers. Mm -hmm. um, so when those new cards were being mailed, that was a prime opportunity for, you know, for uh, those scammers to kind of sneak in and mm -hmm. devise different scams around that, um, that quite unfortunately, again, are very believable. Mm -hmm. um, there is also, um, I think, tax time when that kind of time of year rolls around, mm -hmm. that also is a prime time for because that the scammers will usually phone um, and it's high pressure, make a decision right mm -hmm. now. And usually the MO of kind of the model of that particular tax scam will be you owe taxes to the, this is the IRS, you owe money, um, you didn't pay or you have back taxes, we need that money right now. So they're really pushing that person, mm -hmm. that victim to, or potential victim to make, um, make a decision immediately. High pressure is gets you rattled, right? Anybody of any age, mm -hmm. it, it just, you know, kind of rattles you a little bit. So that's a tactic that that is used. They will also say things during this particular scam, like um, there's a warrant out for your arrest, or you could go to jail if you don't pay today. Mm -hmm. If you're an older adult and you're living by yourself and there's no one really to kind of bounce that off of, kind of counter mm -hmm. that, or to say, no, just hang up, you know, um, then that can be really, and you're alone, I mean, or mm -hmm. isolated, no one to really share that with, um, that can be really, really scary. Um, you know, I, if that had happened to my parents, um, I, I, you know, they've never been in trouble with law enforcement that, you know, so they've all, you know, done the right thing. So thinking that there's a warrant out for your arrest can be a really scary thing. So that's tax scams, Medicare, obviously. Um, there's also one that usually is cyclical and it will come up every once in a while uh, called the grandparent scam, where the grandparent will either get, and this actually happened to my own parent, my mom, and she said, I knew you were at your house. I knew you were not in, I think it was Thailand or someone, but oh. at any rate, she got the email, The um, but sometimes it can be a phone call as well. And the MO of that is it's a grandchild calling and saying, "Oh, you know, Nana, I need money. I'm in trouble. I'm traveling abroad and I've lost my passport and wallet. That's also, you know, kind of mm -hmm. a, an angle on that. And I need money wired to me immediately. Don't tell mom and dad. So oh, wow. they don't tell the parent because they don't want to get the grandchild in trouble. Mm -hmm. So um, and then they'll wire the money. 
so those are just three. There are others, yeah. obviously. But again, Lisa, it's it's targeting that older adult, but those are scams also that could really target anybody of any age. Right. Yeah. I mean, those are all kind of impersonation scams sure. that we see a lot of. Mm -hmm. Like you mentioned, right. pretending to be the IRS, probably pretending to be from the Social Security That's Administration, right. right? That's right. That authority figure that, like you say, makes you a yeah. little nervous, needs action immediately. Yeah. Um, so I know the advice we always give to our yeah. colleagues is in cases like that is to verify, right? right. Verify independently. Uh -huh. As you said, Absolutely. Call, call your granddaughter or call their parents yes. if you know where they are. Yeah. Um, call the IRS, right? Call the right. Social Security number um, agency. Right. So verifying is probably pretty good advice before they take any kind of action or Absolutely. reveal any information. Right. Um, what about... Um, any advice as far as like uh, passwords and keeping online accounts secure? Mm -hmm. So one of the things that, you know, we have said is um, if you are not familiar as if, and an older adult is not familiar with technology, um, be sure to bring someone in. Mm -hmm. It may be your grandchild, right? <laughs> Who knows a lot about um, the uh, all things tech um, mm -hmm. and um, make sure that you have someone in, in your life, in your circle mm -hmm. who, that you trust, who you can say, can you make sure this is valid? I got this funny email. What does, what does this look like to you? Um, again, that also helps that um, grandparent or maybe aging, you know, older parent mm -hmm. really know, start to know and identify, oh, that that's an identifier of a scam or an email that's not valid or a text that looks a little off. Um, it's important, I think, as we kind of go through and coach and, and um, help our older adult friends that um, anything that you can do to look at, validate, help them identify, it's really important. But again, it's continue, continuing those conversations. Um, I, I've also given a lot of older adults permission to hang up the phone. It feels rude, it feels <laughs> not quite natural, um, but it's really okay to do that. Um, and then what's really terrific and, and kind of my experience with that is all the stories will pour out of, I hung up on one and you know, you just get all these great variations on how they've handled these calls or how they've handled these emails. Um, but I think staying safe online, one thing I do uh, is obviously very important. Um, one thing I do in my own life is kind of walk with my parents through passwords. Mm. Um, I was doing that not not just a couple of three weeks ago and realized that my mom had a password on one of her accounts that was the name of someone in our family and their birth date. No caps, no, <laughs> um, no, you know, symbols, no anything else about it. And I thought, oh my gosh, you know, she didn't spell it in a funny <laughs> way. I just, I was like, okay, but this is just a point for education. It's again, I think um, we have to be careful in how we approach that with older adults. I mean, they're learning too. It just mm -hmm. happens that we've kind of grown up with it a little bit where maybe they haven't. Um, so the fact that we're very familiar with it and it feels very comfortable for us, I would just encourage our colleagues to, to remember that it's not always that comfortable for a grandparent, for example. That's a really yeah. good point yeah. because we certainly hear about it a lot at work yeah. and even outside of work. We It seems like we hear about it every day. We right. hear about the scams. We hear That's about right. what makes a good password, yeah. why your personal information is not a good password. That's right. Um, so what I love about a lot of your advice is it, it is about awareness and a yeah. connection. That's right. Right. Helping... Um, 
helping them to feel they can share any stories right. they have or, or questions they have right. mm -hmm. and maybe um, increasing a little bit of monitoring, you know, yeah. helping them monitor their accounts right. um, and recognize when something yeah. goes wrong. Yeah, I think really it's a teachable moment. Um, and that sometimes feels a little uncomfortable and certain for, you know, certainly for different families, it's a different dynamic, right? But um, it's also that moment where, you know, someone who may be younger is teaching someone who may be older, and that feels like a little <laughs> bit of a role reversal. But I think it's really important to make sure that we approach it in that way. It's they they maybe didn't even have a lot of technology in their workplace, right? That may have mm -hmm. not been there every day. Um, so I think it's important for us just to remember that and, and really approach that with a lot of respect. One last question before you go. Sure. Who is your favorite Bond actor? <gasps> oh my gosh. I, this may be, I, I don't know, this may cause dissension in the ranks, but I love Sean Connery. The yeah. classic. Yes, yes. Can't go wrong. You just cannot <laughs> go wrong with with, uh, with Sean Connery as Bond. Thank you, Casey. Yeah. Thank you. Um, you can watch more from IPS with Love episodes on Media Connect and find more information on keeping adults safe online by going to Atlas Connect and searching Parents. <laughs>